This week on the Chalk and Nerd Podcast, we're stepping into the multiverse as we review episode one of Marvel's What If series on Disney Plus. Geek Boner! Shang-Chi confirms a theatrical-only release. Warner Brothers strikes a deal with AMC for their 2022 slate of movies. The Venom sequel gets delayed. Wizard World sells off all of its conventions and a whole bunch more. All of this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, August 16th, 2021. <laughs> oh, hi. I didn't hear you come in. This is Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Now, if somebody could please explain to me what a geek boner is, my life would be complete. Until then, rock on, nation. Right, what's up, listener? How's it going? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And joining us is the cosmic entity, Ragatu, the Pimp Watcher. He just watches pimps. How are those pimps, Rugs? I watch the hose too. Oh, you okay? Good. Yeah, just not <laughs> the, I, I, mean, I like to learn from the pimps, but you know. Yeah, you can learn a lot from watching the hose. The hoes are pimps. there. The hoes are always present. Can you imagine there's just one cosmic entity whose job is just to watch the pimps. I think Snoop Dogg already has been doing it for I like think a, Snoop is 20 the years. pimp watcher. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, shit. Anthony, uh, have you recovered? Were you raging this weekend? How are you feeling? I feel like you're still recovering from the Lollapalooza. You know, every time I get a little better, okay, I get okay. back on the saddle and I fall right off. <laughs> so I think I feel better today after the, this weekend of partying, but I'm still, you know, He's chasing the dragon. Really just, yeah, I, I, one, one day I got to stop. One day I got to stop. This is going to end. I don't know how this is going to end. I'm not even going to jinx it. <laughs> it sounds slightly more alert this week than the past two weeks. So thank you. That's a bonus. Maybe. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of dragons, I will talk about some dragons. Let's dive right into this week's news, everybody. The Jock and Ned Podcast. The next Marvel MCU movie in phase four. I think we're in phase four now. The second movie is will be Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. And uh, I was, it, come it comes out September 3rd. And today, actually, as we were recording, Monday, August 16th, this evening, was the world premiere. I was just watching it live online just before. Uh, Where'd they have it? They, uh, I think it was in, in Los Angeles, California. Mm. Just the whole thing with the red carpet and the producers and Kevin Feige's there. And they're going to show the movie. It's fun, kind of bullshitty premiere to watch. But more importantly... This may be the movie that brings me back to the movie theaters. Oh, shit. Because Disney CEO Bob Chapek just confirmed recently that Shang-Chi will only be released in the theaters on September 3rd. No uh, Disney Plus premiere access streaming release. It's going to have that uh, 45-day theatrical window, I believe, before it lands on Disney Plus. Hmm. So this I've got to... Uh, what was the last movie you saw in the theaters, Anthony? Black Widow. 
Oh, it was Black Widow. It was fine, right? Yeah, yeah I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm going to have to I go went. see it, it in the theater. Fine. Now, it wasn't peak Delta variant. Right. Then. This is a little bit different uh, what? situation. So, uh, with that being said, you guys, what do you think of this move to not A, delay it, a movie has I been mean, delayed, or B, not put it on Disney+. Plus. The psychology of this is great for me because the Delta variant will keep people out of the theater, so I will go there and be by myself. Oh, my God. Mm. That's a good idea. Oh, I yes, I will see it. Is it good for Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi? I don't know. Anthony, you think people are going to skip this one? Is it worth the risk now with this shit happening? I'm going to make... And I don't know if this is a bold prediction, but... I feel like this movie is not going to do very well. Uh, me. I think it'll be a right. good movie. It could even be really good. Who knows? Don't know about that. Marvel usually obviously makes always pretty solid movies, but I think the Delta variant, I think the fact that this is kind of a unknown character, I think I think there's a lot of weird feelings about China. I think it's also kind of a if I was a casual fan, I'd be like, "Oh, this is the, they're they're trying to do what they did for Black Panther now for Asian people." I just don't see a ton of. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel the. I don't feel the the, the groundswell. And well, there's nothing sad. propping it up. Like Black Panther had that Civil War movie to prop it up. Yeah. So there was something leading into it, and there isn't. And the you know, box office has been disjointed. They should have done something on on the Disney app just to like prop it up a little bit. They're trying to build the hype, and you're going to see a lot more things in the next three weeks. But you know, tickets are on sale now. Here's the one thing that's kind of exciting for me is that this is the first movie that takes place in the current present post snap timeline, right? Black Mm. Widow was kind of like a transition movie. It was phase four, whatever, really just transition-y. Now, new stuff, current timeline, we're moving forward. So is that enough to get people in the seats? I also wonder, is this a reaction to the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit is it a react because they decided not to release on disney plus they don't want to go in a fucking another mess again i'm, I'm sure they well, first off of i think they when black widow came out it did look like we were kind of nearing the end of the pandemic there was some hope yeah so i think they were like you know we don't need to do this anymore um and i, I yeah probably the black widow thing also these contracts are very very complex that they've written with these people and i'm sure they don't want to get into another mess like that either. You think you delay it? You think they delay it? Uh, oh, they just premiered it. They're not going to delay it. They're the, not going to delay it. it. That would today. be really. That would be bad PR. Yeah, and just delaying. I mean, you just you're really pushing. You, you unlike a lot of other movies that you can just delay. When you delay one of these Marvel films, you're delaying like years of stuff yeah. because this is all kind of lined up in a way. You know, they they think strategically about when they release these movies, what order they're going to release them in, who's contracted to do what. And if you keep delaying things, you're just pushing things back. I think there is a movie, though, that is a candidate for a delay from Marvel. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but they're going to sh- this is going to be the 45 day window. So, look, if you, you don't want to go see it, you can wait 45 days. It will be on all VOD and then Disney Plus, which is it's a long time, but it's shorter than it used to be 90 days. And uh, I have another story about that 45-day window coming up. Here's something interesting that happens. Like, this is an experiment, right? And Bob Chapek called the uh, Shang-Chi an experiment in an earnings call. And, boy, this got Simu Liu upset. 
Uh, he was oh, shit. kind of mad, and he tweeted, we are not an experiment. We are the underdog, the underestimated. We are the ceiling breakers. We are the celebration of culture and joy that will persevere after an embattled year. We are the surprise. I'm fired the fuck up to make history on September 3rd. Join us. And I was like, oh, that's kind of geek boner. That, it's kind of cool how he's so into it. And it is, it's going to be a little bit of history, but uh, I just think uh, Bob Chapek's comments were not, that's not what he should have said. I don't think that he meant it was like something like, no. I think that this whole thing, this whole COVID thing, it's like, what do you do? Do you put it out? Do you put it on video on demand? What do you do? Like, do you postpone it? It's an experiment. It's, they don't know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I guess that. He saw that comment. He's like, PR time. Let's do it. I'm going to make a nice big, uh, you know, statement there. So and he did. And now we're talking about it. So it worked, I guess. I think. I, it, uh, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I, so I, I saw first I saw the comment without any context. Right. I go, wow, that's really stupid of Bob Chapek to say this is an experiment. Yeah. I thought he was saying is an experiment as in releasing a movie with an all Asian cast. No, that's not the experiment. Dumb, which would, I think would be a dumb thing to say for someone. <laughs> it would like, be a horrible position. thing to but say. I, then I read the comment and I agree. It, there's really only one way to interpret it. And it's, he's, it's an experiment because it's, there's a 45 day window and they're releasing it during COVID. Right. Theatrically so only. The experiment is that. Yeah. And I do think Simulu either overreacted and never actually read the comment or as Ruggs mentioned, maybe just found it as a good opportunity to promote the film. And I, it worked. It was good. In that buzz. sense, he kind of did. Yeah, it was he good. Promoted buzz. the film a little yeah. more, and it kind of makes it look like he's against, like fighting against the man. You know, he's fighting against the, the big shot in Disney to to make this movie happen. So there's always like a nice, like people will rally behind something like that. You're fighting. You're fighting the the like. If you, know, you say again, so, the man, if you yeah, if you have something to say about it, then all of a sudden you get oh, you're an asshole. How, how can you not support this right so yeah it's a genius move also i also thought it was hypocritical for them to like tell scarlett johansson that she is being callous disregard for covid19 and yet they're putting the movie out in theaters isn't that the same thing isn't that a callous disregard and for they the got their parks open yeah they <laughs> and they got the fucking parks open so what which way what the fuck disney lame uh, also, they put out a new poster for IMAX. The poster's kind of dope. The art's lovely. The most interesting thing to me is there's two dragons. We're yeah, there's another dragon dra- with tentacles. Who is that, Ghidorah? What's going on? There's a tentacle <laughs> yeah. dragon. I mean, yeah, it's actually that. a decent poster. Right. I kind of love this poster. Although I think it's really just uh, like f- live action photos that they then retouched up to make it look like that. It's a little more painterly, a little more illustrative. I just I wish the Mandarin looked more like the Mandarin. That's my only like... Ripe about the big mustache and long hair. I I want the goatee. I want the the ponytail. I want it all. (laughs) It's Tony Long. No, he's cool enough to just be himself. Yeah, I like that. We will see. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go. I almost bought a ticket today. I was looking it up on the Fantangos uh, and there were some X's in boxes. And then I tried to buy one and it was like, oh, that seat's not available for restrictions or somebody may have bought it. So it'll be interesting trying to buy a ticket. Listener, how excited are you for Shang-Chi? Let us know. Join the Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's a closed, exclusive group for you, for us, just for our listeners. We all hang out there all week. Lots of fun. Welcome, new group members. Joining this week, Jared Deichler and Vicky Duvall. Welcome. Jock and Nerd. To the dysfunctional family. I was waiting to hear, like, is there anything in the names that have raised an eyebrow? Jared Deichler. You do with that what you want. 
Yeah, I had just yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving Listen, on. Listen, welcome yeah. to the club. I'm glad that you're aboard. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. I'll see you on the boards, people. <laughs> so speaking of this theatrical window, we you know, this year we have been enjoying uh Warner Brothers' decision to release all of their big movies in the theaters and on HBO Max day and date. Geek Very nice. We've got to enjoy shit like the Suicide Squad and Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, great plan for this year. They've apparently decided we're not doing this next year. They have made deals with uh, several theater chains, the largest ones being AMC and Regal and Cinemark, for a 45-day theatrical window for all the Warner Brothers movies in 2022. So this may be the new compromise. I think... W- I kind of feel like I don't think we're going to get these big movies day and date streaming very much longer. So enjoy it throughout the end of this year. Disney has nothing scheduled for Disney premiere access. Um, and now you're looking at 45 days. What do you guys think? You know, we'll see. I, I think I, I don't, if I'm putting on my predicting the future, I don't think we'd really know what the pandemic is going to look like. That in the could future, change so. too. So I think I think everything is still very fluid, and this could all change mm. again and again and again. I don't think we, I, I doubt we'll like go back to full shutdowns and stuff because I don't think there's an appetite for that. But I think the entertainment business is still evolving from this. Well, so in places like Los Angeles, and I don't know if it's New York yet. Now you have to prove you're vaccinated to go inside gyms, theaters, restaurants. That this may be the trend. This is going to be interesting to see how this works across the country. Uh, that's going to affect things, I think. But you're right, Anthony. It's still like this uncertainty still all, all this time later. Maybe yeah. the Lambda variant will come out and it'll just make Delta your ass explode. Lambda. I feel bad for all the sororities and fraternities that have a Delta in their names. A rough time for them. <laughs> that's the ones I really feel for. <laughs> they need help. The pride delts. I'm sorry, guys. The wrong Greek letter well, you choose. COVID Kappa is coming up. <laughs> it's, uh, we call it the Death Kappa. Death Kappa. That is a uh, deep cut. Another one. Look so, it up, people. Also interesting to note, remember Warner Brothers got shit and HBO when they did this deal with HBO. They got a lot of shit from people because they talked to some people and made deals, but I guess they didn't talk to a lot of people. But you notice they didn't get sued. Oh, shit. So who handled this better, Disney or Warner Brothers? Where Disney has now gotten into this public I think thing. they both bungled it. A little bit? Yeah. Maybe yeah. Like, yeah. Different ways. I but, can't really give Warner Brothers a, the hard, uh, like, uh, uh, exaltion. I can't really do that. Like, they, they kind of, you know, they didn't do the best. They had, because everybody was pissed at them, remember? Yeah, like, yeah. So Nolan never wants to work well, with them again. Well, they lost yeah. Christopher Nolan. He walks away. I think the Dune guys were trying to sue them at one point, though. So maybe they did get sued. The, for- I think the Dune... They eventually worked it out with. They the worked Dune it guys. out with Dune, and they worked it out with some other people. You know, this was when Wonder Woman 1984 came out, and because well, they paid like so, WB kind of handled that better in that sure. they paid Gal Gadot yep. a shitload of money and to Patty not Jenkins. talk. Yeah, oh, I think they bought um, Legendary out of Godzilla versus Kong. Well, that was hush money, Anthony. Well, it wasn't hush money, but they like basically made good because yeah. she had a similar deal with like Scarlet, where yeah. if this movie makes X amount of dollars in the box office, you know, you get bonuses and stuff. So they just paid her. I think from what I remember, they paid her as if 
John Campia said they paid her as if the movie would have made a billion dollars. Yeah, oh, wow. so maybe that's why ScarJo was like, "It's time, it's my time to get well, my I mean, money." My payday, yeah. yeah. And, yeah she and Disney was like, moved. "Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> Bob like, you don't fuck like, with us." No. Bob bulletproof. It's Bob Chapek's response. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Yeah. Fucking Disney. They'll do that to you every time. Absolutely. They turn their backs on them. So, okay. A related note. We have a, a delay of a movie that thinks it's not. It can make more money by maybe pushing back just three weeks. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the Venom sequel, was the other September comic book movie. It has been pushed back three weeks to October 15 and my first thought is is that even gonna do anything like what is the point of pushing it back three weeks i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know why the, the three week thing i guess maybe they're helping i mean this covid thing has been like peaks and valley yeah, right so yeah, maybe they yeah. push it back three weeks and I, now I, that's enough. I don't know I, I think uh this is the it has to do with um what happens in september everyone uh, what Back happened? to school, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. So I think that that will be the um, super spreader event. Yeah, and so we'll fallout will happen from that, and then we'll we'll kind of know where where things are from there. Hopefully, mm, good point. So it'll be like after like the tsunami has hit. They're gonna. This yeah, is. I mean, that first movie again. It made eight hundred and fifty-six million dollars worldwide. They're banking on. They're, they're not, not make, it's not gonna make not making, Nobody's no. making money on these movies, unfortunately. So either you just chalk it up as a loss or push them back. You really don't have any other move. Venom, the sequel, is supposed to come out September twenty-fourth. And remember, the last trailer we watched at the end, there was no date on it. It just said coming to theaters this fall. So they were setting up for this. Now. This makes me worried because we still don't have a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. And this is a Sony Disney production. Sony is handling the marketing. I believe if they wanted to, they could also push back Spider-Man No Way Home. And I have a feeling that may happen till like next year because it's in December. Yeah, they, uh, they're they going to push it back. That's hmm. uh, Yeah, I don't want them to do that. I don't that. know. I don't know. We haven't gotten a trailer. That's a good no, point. No, we have but, not uh, gotten a trailer. If there is going to be a trailer, you would think it would be uh, with Shang-Chi in September. If it's not there, then I don't know. They're waiting for Eternals. If they're not, it's not there. They're pushing this fucking movie back. It's a very strange what, what the whole thing about Spider-Man No Way Home. What the fuck is happening? Somebody get, get the scoop and find out. Uh, I, I did. Oh, I, here's a scoop. Oh, you got a scoop? I did read somewhere. You're there breaking a, a scoop? Not a scoop. I read somewhere. I don't know what this means. That, that somebody reported that they're dubbing the trailer in India for the Indian audience. So usually that means the trailer is almost ready. But whether they choose to keep the date of the release, I think, is the question. So there's a trailer. Anyways. Are you, what, are you big on Bollywood? Like, how, did, how did you find that out? I don't know. It was on the fucking one of the websites, comicbookmovie.com. Oh, was, oh that's eh. not a good story. India is dubbing. Somebody tweeted, "India, I work in India is dubbing the trailer." Whatever. I was, I, I, I was gonna be like, I, I was at my mom's and she was watching Indian news. <laughs> oh, and- there's this hot Bollywood anchor woman <laughs> that I always follow at 5 p.m. and she broke that. That would have been a better story. That's what it was. Just let's go back. That's really happened. Uh, anyways, listener, we have merch. We have podcast swag. You should buy some. Visit our T Public Shop, jockandair.com/shop. We'll take you right there. 
Lots of comfortable T-shirts with our logos and other great designs, old logo, new logo. There's tote bags. There's mugs. There's travel mugs. There is a sale this week. Jogging nerd. August 18th to August 21st at our shop. All items up to 35% off. So you can get tees for a nice price and everything else is on sale. There seems to be a lot of sales. That's great. That's what's <laughs> great about our tea public shop. There's at least twice a month. There is a sale going on. Oh, it's on. twice a month. Yeah. Okay. Jogginer.com slash shop where there's always sales. Crazy. Tell them crazy Al sent you. I don't know what that means. What? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, last bit of news. All of it must go. All of it must go. We're slashing prices. <laughs> We're slashing. Nobody beats the whiz. Nobody. Remember that? Uh, Anthony, a convention that we've been to. I've got something. <laughs> Eagle Man. That's a local Chicago. That's Eagle Man and Man Kyle Muller. Anthony, a convention that we have gotten credentialed for a couple of times. Uh, Wizard World. Remember we're going to Wizard World? I do. Uh, shout out to Jerry Milani, the PR guy. We had a lot of fun there. Andrew Gildy was there. Uh, anyways, after 25 years, Wizard World sold off its conventions to Fan Expo. Oh, shit. Uh, this is kind of crazy because at one point, Wizard World is uh, it is the second oldest comic book convention in North America behind San Diego. And for a while in the 90s and in the early 2000s, it was the second largest comic book convention in North America, also behind San Diego Comic-Con. Wizard World was huge in Chicago. I think you remember I, you, you talking about going to it when you were a kid and it was giant. Yeah, not it was a kid, but I was in my in college. The younger career, yeah. teens. Yeah. Yeah, it was big. I remember it being pretty big. There's going to be one last Wizard World. It's in October 15th through 17th this year. I didn't bother asking for no, credentials for this one because uh, I don't know if I feel like going to a... I'll go to a theater. I'm not ready to go to a fucking convention. I don't know. No, we ain't going. Absolutely not. But it will be renamed uh, Fan Expos, and Fan Expo runs a lot of conventions in Canada hmm. and uh, here. So they own like all of the big expos. Rugs, what does this mean uh, business-wise? What does this tell you? Well, obviously, COVID's not good for any kind of live event. So, you know, that's true. That is. But the thing that always confuses me, it doesn't confuse me because I understand. But just at face value, it's always I'm going to sell you something that doesn't exist. <laughs> like, it's just like a Rolodex, isn't it? Like of yeah. people that you invite to come. Like, how do you sell a convention? It's, it's just a, people it's that show up of, there. Of names of vendors and dance. Like, and I mean, like, I guess, branding? I guess the branding. Yeah. Like, but that's a good point. If they just going to absorb it and call it fan expo, what are you, what are you buying? You're buying the relationships. I mean, it's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the, it. I don't know. I don't know what you're buying. Look, I'll sell you a list for $10 million. Well, I guess they, also they maybe are just buying it so that someone else doesn't buy it and they can kind of run run the ex, run the big expos in, in America except San Diego and New York. I, I It's got to be like branding or something or maybe some kind of uh, deals that they have the, where they can do the shows or something like those contracts. They because, might still run it. The brand is big and the name is very recognizable still. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter to me if it's a fan expo con or a Wizard World con. I mean, they probably Wizard World's going to be bigger, I think, right? I don't know. Wizard World was kind of a dying con here. It was getting smaller the last few years and it what like in its heyday. It started in 1996. Remember it came out of that magazine, Wizard? Remember the magazine Wizard? 
Where yeah. before the internet, this is what you had to buy this awesome, glossy, full color magazine to get all your comic book news and Absolutely. movie news. It and came out uh, right here in New York, upstate New York. Yeah. So out of that, and I remember buying that every month, out of that magazine, they started the convention in 1996. Fan Expo bought six of their conventions. So Fan Expo has 17 North America conventions now, making it the largest Comic Con convention organization in the world. Uh, so yeah, they're just building their convention. But. Why? Well, so why are you buying this in this COVID era? That's a magazine stopped publishing in 2011. No longer publishing. I would like to offer to our thousands and thousands of listeners uh, my convention, the uh, Jock and Nerd convention. It's up for grabs. Yes, you, you can want buy it. it. What you I, can buy it yes. for me right now. Only twenty million dollars. It's yeah. cheap. On yeah, sale. it's dirt cheap. Call me immediately. Anyways, it's a little bit of history of Wizard World going away and getting out of the convention game. Let's take a quick break here. Going to play some promos. We will come back and talk about what if uh, Disney's new Marvel show right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello, Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast here. So you're listening to a podcast that you love right now. Chances are I love it too. In the independent podcast community, we all support each other, which is why you're currently hearing this promo. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about my show in the hopes that maybe you'll check it out. I welcome a different co-host each week, usually other podcasters, friends of mine, or random folks from the entertainment industry. Together, we count down our top five favorite things for whatever that week's topic is. It's often centered around music, movies, TV, and pop culture. We have over 250 episodes spanning nearly five years of programming, so there's bound to be something on our feed that's just for you. We release new episodes of Two Peas every Wednesday. For links to all of our content and to subscribe via your favorite podcast app, just go to our website. It's www.twopeasonapod.com. We can't wait to welcome you to the party. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Listener, if you're enjoying the show and you get entertainment value week after week that we deliver, consider joining our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! Where you can join our exclusive supporting members, community, family. Uh, for as little as $3 a month, you get access to an RSS feed that has lots of bonus content. Shows come out early. Thank you to uh, listener and Patreon supporter John Hamper. For increasing uh, your pledge this week. (laughs) He stepped up to uh, the Rock Boy. Yes, Hampy, Hampy, you still trying to get on Survivor? You could do it. 
Uh, no, he he moved up to the Rugboy tier, oh. which means he now gets Discord benefits. Oh, shit. Yes, listener. At $5 and up tiers all come with Discord benefits. You get access to our exclusive Patreon Discord server hangout where we're doing monthly Patreon-only hangouts this month, August. This month's hangout will be next week as the show posts. Uh, Thursday, August 26th, uh, 8 p.m.-ish Central. Did I say 8.30 before? 8, 8.30 Central. But it's the last Thursday of every month. This will be the second one. We had a lot of fun uh, the first time. I'm going to get drunk. That, oh, that's, shit. That's worth it alone. Not funny. You can hear rugs drunk is a lot of fun. Uh, it's not funny. It's just fun. Maybe Anthony will be there. I don't Perhaps. know. Well, I don't remember we the date. got to sign up. And uh, if you have any oh, issues you getting it's there, August 26th, I told you. But if anybody has any issues getting into the server or getting your thing, just message me. I will fix everything. It's kind of crazy, but you do it once and uh, you can jump in every time. It's a lot of fun. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Sign up today. Jockandnerd. Okay, let's get to our review. We have uh, our What If Anthology from Marvel on Disney has started kind of what happens after Loki when the multiverse cracks? Now they're showing us in this What If series. Season 1, Episode 1 is titled What If Captain Carter Were the First Avenger. Here's your spoilers. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Be spoiled! <laughs> this episode directed by Brian Andrews, written by A.C. Bradley, who is the head writer of the show. And real quick, the voice cast... A lot of familiar names from the MCU with one kicker, right? You got Haley Atwell returning as Peggy Carter, Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, Jeffrey Wright voicing the Watcher, Uatu, uh, Jeremy Renner as Clint Barton, Stanley Tucci, Dr. Abraham Erskine, Dominic Cooper voicing Howard Stark. Bradley Whitford is a character called Colonel John Flynn, who was first introduced in the Agent Carter one shot. Uh, that's where this character comes from. Ross Marquand is voicing Red Skull. Neil McDonough, Dum Dum Duggan. Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. And Toby Z- Jones as Arnim Zola. Now, who's missing? Mr. Chris Evans is not in the show. Steve Rogers is voiced by Josh Keaton, who does an amazing job, by the way. I couldn't tell for the most part. But hey, jo- you did a good job. He did, he did a great job. job. Ruggs, you know who Josh Keaton is? He's done a lot of animation and video games. No, I don't know who that is. He voiced Peter Parker on the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon show. A really good Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's Josh Keaton. So, does a great job killing it. Totally sounded like Chris Evans. Anyways, Anthony, break down this episode. What happened about Ross Marquand? Oh, Ross Marquand, I said, playing uh, Red Skull as replacing Hugo Weaving. Right. As the Red Skull. So you got Is that the guy who did our her our yes, cameo. Yes, we have. You know what? Now I have to use the intro for this episode. It's going to be Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead. Uh, there you go, tying it all together. Thanks, Rugs. Yeah, welcome, <laughs> Anthony. What happens in this uh, half hour? What if episode? I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It is kind of in the title. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Agent Carter becomes Captain America or Captain Carter instead of, and gets the Super Soldier Serum. She basically they they play it off as she makes one choice that kind of changes everything. Her nexus is, event, yeah, which is instead of standing, I think upstairs, she stay, decides to stay closer to Steve when he's about to get injected, yep. which opens up an opportunity for the 
the guy, the Nazi Hydra guy, to blow everything up and really fuck things up. So she becomes the first Avenger or the the first super soldier. And yeah, we kind of just see how things play out with that with that uh, thing happening. So it kind of goes through the beats of the first Avengers movie. You know, you get your train scene, you get that opening scene, you get the some, end yeah, scene. Just some changes. You get Red Skull getting the Tesseract the same way and and some alternating scenes. So before we get into all of that, what did you guys think? Rugs, what did you think of the show overall? And what did you think of the animation uh, specifically? I like the animation uh, for the most part. I would say it was mostly good. Uh, except for the the lip syncing, which oh, was a little bit off. Some of the mouth, like some of the when they were just talking, the mouth animation was weird. It didn't match. Either they ADR'd it, or they changed the what they were saying yeah. after the fact, or they need to really tighten that up a little bit. But other than that, look good, dude. I loved. I thought that it was gorgeous. I love the fluid. It kind of remind me of like the Fleischer Superman cartoons. A little bit of Iron Giant, but a little bit of Disney House style. In terms of the physics and the way people, you know, things hit walls and then pause and hang and drop. Uh, it's very Disney house style. But I thought it looked beautiful. Um, and I like that it was narrated by the watcher, just like the comic. Anthony, what would you think of the animations? I thought it was all right. I'm not the biggest, you know, critic of animation. I thought for the most part it looked good. There were some times when I looked at it and was like, this looks kind of weird. This looks like moving pictures kind of thing. Mm. Um, but when there was action scenes, it looked good. Uh, so, yeah, I I, I think uh, it's something I'll have to get used to as we watch more of these shows. Yeah, it is a, it is a unique style. And I have some inspiration uh, that they use. I'll talk about later. But I guess, look, let's just get to there's a quick it's a quick show. It hits all the beats of the first Avenger. Real quick for you, Anthony. Floppy John. Or Geek Boner. Overall. Uh somewhere in the middle. Okay. I I really want to like this show, and hopefully more of these episodes. I, I, I was very hyped to watch this show. And overall I just kind of found it to be a little meh. Mm. A little mm-hmm. a little almost at times a little boring. A little um I don't know. I like I, I like the idea of what if. I still think it's a very there's a lot of potential here and I hopefully the lot of some of these other episodes are better, but for whatever reason just the way it played out on screen it wasn't as dynamic as I thought it would be. There's some like little fun little beats here and there and some little changes from what would have happened and some little things that kind of enhance like Peggy and Steve's relationship is just further enhanced because they would have always fallen in love. Um yeah, they just mirror it and reverse it. But then some everything. of the stuff is like, you know, it's just kind of mirroring what we saw in the first one um, with just like a little bit of a twist. And I, f- I thought I would be more hyped and uh, like enjoying that, but I found it to just be a little bit boring. So I think it's just been, it was a, it was a mixed bag for me. You know what? I, I'm going to have to agree. And if I'm being completely honest, I felt the same way. Like it looks beautiful when when she's fighting the animation and, and throwing the, the shield and the fights is beautiful. But I also found it a little boring and a little predictable because it's following all the beats of First Avenger. You kind of know what's going to happen. Peggy kicking ass is great, but we also saw a lot of that in, in Agent Carter live action. So it wasn't like anything new. We know that she has this in her to be this fucking badass. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, you know, aside from the, the, the squid monster at the end, which is kind of fun. 
And, and Steve Rogers becoming basically Cap Iron Man. Yeah, Steve Rogers in the Hydra Stomper. It's an early prototype Iron Man suit. That shit was sick. Like when she was riding him, it was so like uh, uh, that that movie, uh, Iron Giant. It reminded mm-hmm. me of that. It was great. And then, you know, the twist at the end where in Avengers, instead of Loki coming out of the thing, it's her and they know who she is. So I don't know if they're going to keep her or bring her. They could bring her into the, the live action universe. Rugs, floppy jock, geek boner. Where are you landed on this one? No, I liked it. Okay, oh, I, I didn't love it. Oh, I didn't shit. love it, but I was like, "All right, it's fine." You know, I like animation. I'm an animation person. You know, uh, watch a lot of animation. So, I it for me, it's just you know a quick thing to watch. Nothing to really get invested over or or, or even hyped about. It just was like, okay, this is a uh, modern contemporary using of the cutting edge tools cinematic anime that like when I, when you watch a lot of like Japanese animation, you see a lot of like still pictures with the mouth just moving. Right, right, right. So I appreciate when they go the extra mile to try and those are shortcuts. Sometimes you got to use these shortcuts bring like fluid animation and, and camera work and all that stuff into the fold. So uh, I did appreciate on on just the artistic level. Did you know their inspiration for the style is from an illustrator from the early 1900s by the name of J.C. Liondecker? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I believe I remember learning a little bit about him in art school. He was he was the one who influenced Norman Rockwell, I believe it is. It's very Norman Rockwell. It's very painterly. It has a lot of people and their you know, that the details of what they're wearing. Beautiful art style, but it is from like the early 1900s and they're taking this and making it 2D, kind of 3D. So I'm excited to see more because I I thought the animation looked fucking great. Uh, And all the Easter eggs was great, but uh, I don't know. I hope the other episodes bring a little bit more. This is all canon now. So like these are all things that are going to be, I don't know. We're going to see this later. Alternate timelines that we can draw from that will exist. I think, uh, I think it'll get better. I I think I was just looking for a little bit more crazy. Yeah. Um, I feel like they could push it more. Maybe they're playing it safe. And sure. Well, so to speak of that, I read another interesting article. They pitched one idea that Marvel did not want to do because they thought it was too dark and too crazy. And it was, what if Spider-Man actually became like a human man spider, which is something that kind of happened in the comic books. He grew um, four extra arms at one point, two out of each side. It was completely. Yeah, and he had to fight Blade. And then he had to fight <laughs> vampires. It was completely ridiculous. It was like issue 200. It was one of the big issues. But they want, but Marvel's like, no, that's too dark. So I feel like, are they going to fully use the what if? Are they going to, are they going to push this and, or are they going to be safe? It's to be seen. Uh, I think I mean I think we've seen some stuff with T'Challa saving or Killmonger saving Iron Man and T'Challa being uh Star Lord. Like I think that's the kind like I really enjoyed the the take on Steve Rogers becoming Hydra Stomper slash Iron okay, Man. Okay, okay. So I I'm looking for stuff like that where it's like mixing of things. You know, I think I think the show has potential. I think they are also building towards a Multiverse Avengers, at least yes, from what I've read. Yes, they are. We're going to discuss and like that. Agent Carter yeah, is, yeah. is the first Avenger, so I guess. Also, they said or Captain Carter. Every season, there will be like an Agent Carter installment. You know, you're going to follow 
the continuing adventures. So here's the thing. The next episode, you're right. It is what would happen if T'Challa and not Peter Quill was picked up by Yandu as a child became Star-Lord. Now, I, are we going to see the thing where it's Guardians of the Galaxy and they just flip them and it's the same beats like this? I want them to do a thing that's not a movie. That's completely – we'll get that with the uh, zombies and stuff later on. But I just hope they don't do it again in the next episode where they're just giving you Guardians and they flip this and then a couple things change kind of like – I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot of that. But, like, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. It's fine. As I said, it's – I don't really expect much from the show except for that it's an animated – what if, and that's exactly what it is. Um, could it be uh, more edgy? Yes. Could it take more risks? Absolutely. Um, could the uh, lip syncing be better? Yes. <laughs> what so, uh, did you yeah. think of the kaiju squid at the end? People are saying this could be Shumagorath, which is like a big interdimensional. Oh, I love a good octopus. Thing. Good I love that line where he's like, oh, who ordered the calamari? Fucking Bucky Barnes. So there is great Easter eggs like Peggy in the punching bag that like Steve does in the movie. I love when she pulled the train scene where he doesn't become Winter Soldier because she saves him. And he's like, whoa, you almost pulled my arm off, you know, alluding to his arm. So in this timeline, he does it. And then Steve goes down instead, but he doesn't die, obviously. But Bucky doesn't become the Winter Soldier. They had the, the lines about, you know, I, you owe me a dance, only it was flipped. She bursts through the door with the howling commandos like Steve does in the first movie. So a lot of the same kind of beats is fun. Yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think of? I, I listened to the IGN review and I kind of agreed. What did you guys think of the voice acting? Um, and I'll start by saying, like, I think the guy that did Steve Rogers did a very good job. Yes. I think Haley Atwell as Peggy, like she's eating it up. Yeah. I think a lot of the guys, like, I didn't re- even realize that Sebastian Stan was he doing sounded Bucky Barnes. He sounded weird. It didn't. He didn't even, he sounded like he sound was like just him. not, that, well, he just, I, what if, I think it's not, he just sounded like he just didn't care. He's phoning it yeah. in. Some of them may be and phoning it in. there's a lot of, like, there was, there was a criticism from that review that, you know, because these guys aren't vo- really actually voice actors, they're real actors, it's a, it's kind of a different skill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and some of these yeah. guys might not be either as into it. Or just, you know, they've never really done voice acting. So that is the danger. No, absolutely. That is the danger in using the same actors to do voice acting. And this is a trend that's happening to a lot of these big animated movies that are coming out in theaters. Used to be you had a talented stable of voice actors that would get the jobs for all these big Disney and Warner Brothers DreamWorks movies. Now the trend obviously is get celebrities like your Tom Hanks sure. to voice the actors, putting these guys kind of out of business. I don't know if it's fair. You know, they don't have the same pull. But that's the argument is that the voice actors are trained to act with just their voice. Whereas that's why Josh Keaton doing Steve Rogers was a phenomenal. Like, I couldn't believe that wasn't him. That wasn't Chris Evans. Uh, you have that on the one scale. And then you do have like Sebastian Stan kind of phoning it in a little there. <laughs> voice acting in all, all animation is kind of like a mixed bag. Sometimes you get someone who's just amazing. And sometimes you just get some like you want to stab your ears. It's like, it's like one or the <laughs> yes. other. also, I love Jeffrey, Wright. Right. He's going to be Gordon in the Batman movie. He's in this, but for a second, I was like, that's not what I thought the watcher would sound like in my head. You know, having read comics, but whatever. Sounds like Jeffrey. What Wright does he now. sound like to you? I-, I thought he would sound like a weirder alien dude with like a deep voice or that echoed or something. I don't know. Oh, he's a, you know, he's an alien. Omniscient like when, being. Like when Arrow puts his voice modulator on? Maybe not that cheesy, but... <laughs> I found that shitty. 
Uh, but he's a great actor. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, that's the watcher. Yeah, he watches. He never, ever intervenes. Yes. And at the end, Anthony, you're right. He calls her the first hero of the multiverse. I thought that was mm. interesting, too. So, look, moving forward, I have this graphic. <laughs> if you don't want to know what the next episodes are, I have this graphic that kind of tells us what the episodes are going to deal with. We already talked about next episode, T'Challa, Star-Lord. Episode three deals with a Loki invasion. There was a shot in the trailer of Loki with an army. Uh, episode four, Doctor Strange Supreme. Episode five is called is Party Thor. Epi- these aren't the titles of the episodes. These are kind of like describing what happens. Episode six is the one, what if uh, Killmonger found Tony Stark in the desert? Episode seven gets Marvel Zombies. Now, here's something that's from the comics, never been touched in the show, uh, in the movies. So this could be something crazy. Episode eight, Tony Stark and Sakaar. And then episode nine, Ultron Vision, Infinity Stones, and the Guardians of the Multiverse. Geek boner. So I feel like, and there's only nine. There's not ten. It's weird. But I feel like that Guardians of the Multiverse is that's it's all setting that up. Like one yeah. one of these people, one of each of these people from these episodes may um, join this team. Perhaps. Yeah, that's about it. That's all I got. Let's yeah, do it's a, you know, it's a, it, at the end of the day, it's a 30-minute that's the thing. animated yeah. show that's dealing with you know, a, a a brand in comics, the what if, you know, it, it was, you know, it's not supposed to be, it's not supposed to be the most, it's not the mainstream thing that they're doing. Again, but they're then having, I think they're having fun. They're having fun, but then they're like, this, this is the multiverse. This is all canon now in this multiverse. So I think it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's really, I wonder, I really, I wonder Marvel would never really tell us unless it was like super awesome. But I wonder how many fans that are of the MCU are, like embracing this too, you know, there's a, like, there's a certain segment of people yeah. that will just never watch no, animation. because it's animation. And because, so here's another interesting point. I was listening to Campia show and they were like, is this appointment television? You know, they've just given us WandaVision that you wanted to watch right away before it got spoiled. Look, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, all of this was like, Oh shit, I'm watching it. The minute I wake up this one, I don't know if you just, you can kind of just, uh, it's not going to get spoiled because it's all, like whatever weird premises, is there any immediate need to even watch this right That's away? True. I mean, I wa- I normally was like appointment television. I'm watching it that night, right? You know, I'm watching it that I actually watched half of it and I was like, it's been kind of late. Yeah. I'll just pause it right here and finish it tomorrow. Yeah, and I never fifteen would do minutes. That. You had fifteen minutes. To watch. <laughs> yeah. You had to do it. I've had fifteen minutes. And I was like, either I can fall asleep and not really pay attention to this for fifteen minutes. That's not good. Yeah. So mm, that is a bad sign. But that's what the nature of this anthology thing is. So it's going to be interesting. Well, they're going to get Hawkeye uh, later this year. And I think Miss Marvel Ms. is Marvel. pushed till next year. I is think that, I, right? that one's pushed. Yeah. Because you, Hawkeye, you would know because you're Miss Marvel. I'm Miss Marvel. And they told me because Hawkeye just got a November release date. So there's no room for Miss Marvel this year. It's going to be next year. Oh, I think they said, yes, it's going to be next year. Hmm. All right. Good stuff. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Tasty. Uh, here, I got some comments from our uh, social medias and our Facebook group. Our buddy Blake Braden. Saw, went to see Free Guy, 
the uh, Fox, now Disney movie. There was originally a Fox, and now Disney owns this Fox movie. Uh, and he's got a quick review. He says, lighthearted and fun, exactly what's needed this summer. Three and a half stars out of five. If you need some positivity in your life, go see this movie. And even if you don't, still go see it. A lot of people saying they really love this movie. It's doing great. It opened to $26 million opening weekend. Up against uh, Suicide Squad's second week. And Suicide Squad dropped 81% in yeah, its second week. Yeah, it's doing dog shit at the theater. Oh. It made $2 million uh, its second uh, on I, Friday. I have to believe. Oh, from Friday to Friday, it dropped 81%. I have to believe that the, low, the Delta variant's really fucking with it. It has right to. Like, but it's Free Guy is making money, though. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Free know. Guy making money? Well, Free Guy, Free Guy you could only see in the theater. Yes, just along with uh, Shang-Chi. That's true. So Free Guy didn't have the streaming yeah, but who release. Was, but who was going, I have to go see Free Guy? Like, no one. I don't know anybody that was like, oh, I got to see this Free Guy. Apparently, apparently the word, the buzz, and there's crazy cameos now in there because they can use all the IP Disney has, right? Imagine like a Ready Player One in this video game they can use. And so there's crazy like Disney Fox cameos and this fucking thing. It oh, looks shit. fun. I actually, I love the concept of a movie from the point of view of an non-playable character in a video game. It's kind of fucking brilliant. You know? Yeah. Anyway, Suicide Squad has now made $42 million domestically. It's made $117 million worldwide. Okay? In two weeks. Free Guy has already made $28 million domestically and $50 million worldwide. Free Guy has made ha- almost half of what Suicide Squad made in, in a week worldwide. Wow. This is the way things are going. But- Would it be meta if Free Guy uh, had a cameo of Wreck-It Ralph, which is basically the same movie? It's this, Yeah, it's that or like, <laughs> is Deadpool in the fucking movie? I don't know. That would be fun. I'm, I can't wait till the 45 days are up so I can check this out on fucking the thing because I'm not going to go see it cool. in the theater. Uh, Rick Martinez asked a question and posted an image. He said, anyone know if this picture is legit? It is a full, a leaked, apparently a leaked photo of Oscar Isaac in the Moon Knight outfit. Geek boner. He says, if so, I am not digging the mummy style wrap around the mouth. Um, this, yeah, there's a video set video and these couple of Dude, photos is, is came out. I believe this is, I think this is real. I think this is from uh, the show. Is it? Ouch. What do you guys think of this? It's got it's it's a very look. Blake Braden points out. He says, "I mean, Mark Spector is basically the reincarnated Egyptian god, so it makes sense why they would highlight that in the outfit." He is. It's kind of he's kind of like a, a mummy. I, I like it. Yeah, I think it looks good. Rugs, you said, "Ouch." He doesn't like it. <laughs> it's too busy. It's like way too busy. I don't know. It doesn't need to be that busy. I mean, how do you do the original? Of course, is like a tight fitting, just white suit with your Batman belt and gauntlets kind of and a cape and a hood. I don't know how that you could make that work. Whatever. It's overdone <laughs> to me. It's Plus, a it's, a, it's a leaked photo. They're going to do some stuff. It, it Maybe it's a little busy, but yeah, it, the cape is going to be CG. Yeah, he's not ever wearing a cape, but he does have like mummy wrap style things, which kind of makes sense if they're doing. Maybe they'll CG like, you know, they'll darken his face. So it kind of the eyes pierce more through. You know. 
I think he's going to be sick in this role that he's been doing some training and they're showing him jumping in this one thing. <laughs> and they're showing him jumping. He's probably he's got wires. He's jumping he's now? There's a jumping. guy that's jumping. Okay. He's jumping wow. in the You've seen me jumping. Right? I know. I saw you backflip. You yeah. could be Moon Knight. Absolutely. <laughs> All you need to do is jump. The fuck? Anthony well, again, should be You couldn't Moon jump over a stack of dimes, so. I used to do box jumps at the 24-inch <laughs> box back at my CrossFit. <laughs> but there's no need to do that now. I've got my feet on the floor. Stay, oh, gra- then, stay grounded. You're, you're stay, grounded. stay grounded for sure. I look, I'm using a 45-pound uh, barbell, Olympic, seven-foot barbell, doing some workouts. It's good. Uh, you'll enjoy this. <laughs> Remember a little while ago, you are like, I don't understand how you could bounce the barbell off your head, how that happened. Did you do that again? Well, guess what happened? Oh, she yeah. dropped the barbell on you. How do you no, not have body awareness to is- not know? This is how it happens when you're doing a circuit workout that requires you to lift the bar to a back back squat position. Sure. You got to pull it up and down, and then yeah. you got 20 seconds to get into the ne- position sure. for the next. Sometimes it hits your fucking head. No, it doesn't. It did to me. For, for more, most people, it doesn't hit their head. Look, look, it was towards the end of the thing. I'm getting <laughs> fatigued. I got to fucking pop this bar over and back multiple times. It bounced off my head a little. It's going to happen. It's all right. I'm okay with it. Hmm. <laughs> so that's how it happens. He, he's he's got a what, do you, what do you think about this? This guy's pulling a barbell up, raising it over his head, and putting yeah. it on his back, and he hits yeah, yeah. himself in the head. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see him doing it. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing <laughs> I mean, it. It's, it's not like, even a question. No, him, yeah, of course, him doing it. I mean, uh, I, would I keep doing it? Uh, <laughs> probably not. You know? Yeah, I'm doing this several times. It's got to go in the back position and then back down to the ground. It's fun. Like he's going to give himself a concussion or something. Oh, yeah, probably, probably already has one. Yeah. Are you bleeding on the top of that bald spot? No, I don't know. Okay. My favorite video is that guy who did like the 600 pound deadlift and then dropped it and immediately just passed the fuck out. Oh, there's some guys. Some <laughs> of those deadlift amazing. videos actually like make me squeamish because uh, yeah, they'll start like bleeding not, from the nose. I'm like, yeah, I can't watch this. You should not be doing it. Your body's <laughs> saying no. Just yeah. fucking stop. Yeah, those are bad. Yeah, those are bad. Anyways, one more thing I want to shout out in News from the Nation. Shout out to Twitter listener at Scottimus Rex. He is the host of a podcast called We Share These Streets Podcast. And What's that one about? Wait, what is that? We uh, Share These Streets. Okay, Anthony, this show, uh, the description is true tales of everyday folk in bygone Nottingham. Oh. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We share these Nottingham, streets. England? Nottingham, England. Yes. Hmm. Another British listener. But check it out. Scottimus Rex has been Scott, going. Great name. Yeah. That's a great Twitter name, by the way. Great handle. Follow him and follow at WSTS pod. He has been going through the back catalog of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, he recommended us. He tweeted to recommend Jock and Nerdcast if you're into comic books, superhero movies, animation, or geek TV and pop culture generally. Great U.S. Uh, show, his back catalog. I'm currently working my way through. And before that, he was tweeting gems like this. Quote, Disney would make a lot of money if they had a child prison. Some great ideas on the Jock and Nerdcast spinoff show. Jock and Nerd. You, what, you said that or your guest said that on the spinoff show. Do you remember? Wait, what did I say? That Disney, Disney would make, would make a lot a, of I think you said that. Disney would make a lot of money if they had a child prison. I don't even know the context of what. I don't know. I but. I don't even remember what, like, after this show. Yeah. I, like, listeners, I've had people come up to me like, oh, man, you said this thing. Like, that's so funny. Or you said this. That was really stupid. I, and I, 
I kid you not. After this show is over, I will have forgotten most everything I've said. I am the same exact way, which is it's. I love what he's digging up things from old shows, and I'm so, like, the fuck, we said this. I, I would love to hear the context of why I said Disney would make a lot of money if it, they had a child prison. But think about it; it kind of just makes sense if they had a child <laughs> prison and the kids act up, you throw them in and you charge the parents to get them out. You fucking that's a great business right there. Those kids, if there was a Disney child prison, those kids will all grow up to be like serial killers. <laughs> You throw you, in. the more you repress, like because di- the Disney method is like. Have you ever heard about the way they train their park workers and all that? No, a little bit. Like they're the best at customer service, right? But if you ever go to Disney, like those people are like, not happy. usually happy. It's like so fucking happy. But that's not real. They can't be really yeah. happy. You can't be that happy. <laughs> you, no one's that happy unless you're on Valium. No one's that happy. No, they put stuff in the water. So, uh, anyways, I think so yeah, I think you know, and it is a good idea. They should have a child. They pr- should have a child prison. They I should agree. stick. Yeah, all the kids that are in juvie, just put them like in Disney. Uh, and, I'm just and let Disney rehab them. And then the, the kids won't want to go. <laughs> the, the, the reputation will be so wide of what they're doing to kids. That it's kids just won't all act like up the, anymore. The, like the villain mascots are in the prison, just fucking with them, like the pirate from the Peter no, Pan and the, the heroes to like fuck with. Oh, them. you get the heroes to just yeah, browbeat you and Disney demean princesses you. and like Aladdin. Mickey Mouse said I was an asshole. I'm right. never going yeah, back there Mickey again. Mouse, yeah, kicking your ass and shit. Uh-huh. Look, kid, you can't be fucking is Pluto around like or that. Is it, go- is it Goofy? Is he? Which one's Disney? B- both, both of them. Is? Pluto talks. Goofy doesn't. Or is it the other way around? Goofy talks. I, I always confuse the dogs. Well, out of the two dogs. One dog is like walking around upright talking and the other one is a dog. And I don't know how they got to decide who got to be a dog and who got to be a person. Can you imagine like Goofy with like a paddle just paddling people's asses? I'm going to have to throw you in solitary, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around this, but I really can't. Anyway, Scott Amos Rex. Honestly, I still don't understand why Scott I brought Rex, right. in, I hope you enjoy the back catalog and keep tweeting out random shit we said because we don't remember any of it and out of context, the shit is funny. The shit is or, very Or funny. very disturbing. Or disturbing, like having child prison. Or it's a brilliant business idea. Okay, mm-hmm. anyways, let's move into what are we watching? Anthony, you've been watching anything? You've been partying. Trying to think. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like it. I, li- I I haven't been watching anything consistently. Although I do watch uh, on YouTube this guy Real Life Lore. Okay, he does these YouTube videos, random YouTube videos. Like I did one. He did one about all we all we know about Malaysian Airlines. Oh, I still wonder about MH whatever. What the fuck yeah. happened to that plane? There was one where I watched about how Afghanistan's basically unconquerable which we're kind of we're seeing, seeing now. That now no, no boy. So, yeah, there's a bunch of interesting things like about history and cool. things that have happened that he does and countries and all that shit uh, that's fun all right well education but, yeah, i haven't been watching anything on tv okay brogs you watch anything what do you got i oh wait well, i did yeah, watch oh, suicide did. squad again oh you did I, and I did watch it again i just want to point out i still think it's really good um i pointed this out in a side chat but the scene that is one of my favorite scenes also makes no damn sense, and it's the scene where um, Peacemaker and Bloodsport are sneaking up on everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you watch that scene again, there's no chance they like they're just mowing down people, and it's like impossible how they're sneaking up on it. They're like walking in a straight line, setting people on fire, and they're like the people are like ah, they just and then the next person's still them. like yeah, like just not even aware that they're coming up behind them. Oh yeah, they torch the dudes too. They torch one, one dude. They holy one, fuck! One guy, then shot him. One scene, she she shoots a fan into a bathtub, and the guy electrocutes. I love to death. that. Yeah, and then the, and then peacemaker. And then, like then they're still the like shoulder. sneaking up on people. Hilarious. And you see someone's cock. And you do. And yes, <laughs> and, you, and I I laughed out loud seeing that dude's cock. Oh, when he stands up in the window. 
I think was he gets shot while he's he gets shot while he's shit. Like, oh, oh, like he's in the toilet. There's one yeah. in the toilet. Yeah. I, I think the movie is great on a second watch. I would recommend watching it again. Did you know that scene where Harley uh, gets the key with her foot from the, the the guy that she just took out and mm-hmm. and then puts her feet up and unlo- puts the key in the lock? Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie actually did that herself in the one take. That's her. That's not a stuff. Oh. You know, to be fair, I've not only I, but a lot of like my parents and stuff. We often are able to like I've seen my mom pick up things with her with toes, their feet. And, like, wow, yeah, and hand it, give it to her. Like I can do it too. Like, oh, pick you up have garbage a, and give it to myself. Dude, my that's hand. your X Men mutant ability, like Beast. You guys are like Beast from the X Men. I used to be able to take both legs and put them behind my head. Get the Whoa. fuck out! You were that fucking flexible. Yeah, that was also like twelve. Okay, that's yoga. That is advanced yoga moves that you got to work up to now. Yeah, but no, I've seen okay. people do that's that. all I got. All right, you gotta yeah. get well, you gotta get those uh, shoes with that the fingers on them. It's all about feet dexterity. It's very important. Look. I hate how those look. Apparently, those are really good for your feet, but I hate how they look. They look weird. They look, they look strange. They look strange. Finger like, feet. Yeah, you got like little finger, finger toes. Uh, anyways, good with his feet. Another thing we learned about Anthony. Fantastic. Uh, Ruggs, what are you watching? So uh, I watched a, a very good film, a very bad film, <laughs> and a very interesting film. Okay. Um, I'll start with the terrible one. Okay. Which is, I saw this on Amazon Prime. Like, let me watch this shit. It's called Lazarus. Okay. I saw that on Amazon Prime. It, it didn't is look terrible. Yeah, it didn't it's look like good. someone made it ah, like, on YouTube or something. But I watched. Uh, so the premise is, it's kind of like Spawn. Like this guy dies. And um, because of like this drug is taking over his entire city called Paradise City. Anyway, so they recruit him to like be a drug dealer. He says no, so they kill him. And he's mysteriously brought back to life okay. and he has superpowers like the crow. Like the crow too. Yeah, right. Or me spawn. Of the crow. Yeah, or, or spawn, or, yeah. Or yeah. spawn. Yeah. And, yeah. And he's uh his his things he's going to take down this crime lord. And um he can heal like so then it's like Highlander. Everybody he kills, he <laughs> absorbs their powers. That's these three movies all smushed together. Okay. Yes. And so he gets more powerful as he goes, but they don't have the budget to show his powers. So they just it's just him doing karate. Like the whole film. It's really bad. The acting is sometimes okay and sometimes horrible. Um the cinematography is very bad, but it, it is a superhero movie. And it, it is. is as a it has a very diverse cast. I believe the superhero, uh, most of the cast is black or or mixed. Is a, bad guy's white, of course. Okay. Um, but uh, so it's called Lazarus, and you should check it out. Um, you should check it out. Okay, if you want, if that's what you want, if you really, you really want to see There's what a, I just described, yeah. watch. There's an indie comic called Lazarus, but it's not that idea. It's I don't know what this completely is. Completely different. Um, at one point, he wears a motorcycle helmet that looks like a face, and I don't know why they did that. Okay, sounds great. Um, so <laughs> I watched that. Then I watched um, the fourth installment of e- Evangelion Rebuilds, which which are movies. Evan Evangelion was a twenty five episode or twenty six episode animation that came out from Japan, like uh, I don't know, like twenty years ago or something, fifteen years ago, something like that. And yeah, you know, it, it, it's one of the big staples of of anime. And um, Hideaki Anno decided to make movie versions of it to, to kind of number one change the story a little bit, but so people can just like get into Evangelion and like 
very quickly. Like they can watch a couple movies and they'll see what, what it's all about. And this is the fourth installment, which is supposed to like be the end. That's it. There's okay. no more Evangelion. No more coming Evangelion. Out. So if you don't know what Evangelion is, I'll do a really quick thing. It's basically um, there's uh, the the primordial forces of the, of the world uh, break down into like Adam and Lilith, right? So uh, it, uh, planets that were seeded with that the Adam life forms were all, are all like these super powerful beings, and anything that was um, made by the Lilith life forms were like us. We have feelings. We're we can die. We're mortal. Blah blah blah. Okay. Anyhow, Earth, for some reason, has both those seeds. Oh. And at a certain point, it causes kaiju. All right? And they of have to. So what they do is they, they figure out a way to combat the kaiju with these things called Evangelions or Avis. Oh, okay. And, and these it's are the basically mechs. like, this is what's what the inspiration for Pacific Rim was. Okay, okay. They get inside the mechs. It plugs into the back of their head. Everything that they feel. There's no drifting with another person, but... They and it all centers around this little boy Shinji, who's this depressed, um, uh, unsure of himself kid. His father selects him for reasons unknown to pilot like the major robot that they have. And um, Isn't it's there because, always the kid that that's not sure of himself that gets selected yes, to pilot. Very, these this things. is where I think this is where one of the tropes come from. Okay. I think that's where, where where it comes from. And. For some reason, every girl, this kid's like maybe like 14 years old. Every girl wants to bang him, but he has no interest in them. <laughs> okay. Uh, because he's so depressed. Oh, so course. it's all about a depressed kid yeah. who wants to please his dad, gets inside these machines, fights these things. And, it, and, you, and you find out more of the mystery of what is actually going on. And it's got biblical connotations and it's impossible to figure out. And the voice acting in it is terrible, <laughs> but the visuals are fucking amazing. And the action in it is great, and it's fucking hardcore. And if you haven't seen them, they're on Amazon right now. They're hard to f- find usually. There's four um, movies. Can you watch the four- movies without watching the show? No, yeah, they're made for people to who have oh, never okay, seen okay, the show. Okay, okay. So we'll be able to digest yeah. them in movie form. So right. I would, if you haven't seen it and you want to think about watching it, you will probably need a YouTube video or two to get you because it's impossible to figure out. Like I can explain it to you because I've seen it like a bunch of times. Yeah. I seen it. I've seen it in the show form. I've seen the various other films. And then this set, I've heard is people now mention done. this over and over again. If they're all on prime, I may check these out. Just the movies now. I mean, just the animation in and of itself is yeah. amazing. The voice acting though is very great, uh, but um, the design of the mechs, I think look cool. I think I remember seeing those. Yeah. They're very, very cool. They're okay. like, they're not really mechs. They're like, they tried to do this in Pacific Rim Uprising where they had, had the mechs, but there were animals inside. Oh, okay. remember they attacked the base? Yeah, they were. That's what they were stealing the idea okay. from there as it's well. A hybrid thing. It's a hybrid. Mm. Yeah. So okay. and then the last film that I watched was Val, the story of Val Kilmer made by Val Kilmer. Oh, this I saw this, too. Let's talk about this. It was so yeah. good. It was so good. It made me fall in love with Val Kilmer. You can't uh, even speak. Can uh, no. So here's the tragic part. Man, this is one of my fears as an artist, as someone, you know, if you're an artist and you lose a sense that is important in your art, that's probably the most tragic thing. Val Kilmer had got has throat cancer and now has a, a hole. He has to plug a hole in his throat to talk. So and uh, imagine you're an actor. It's a struggle. And you lose your voice, your fucking tool. 
Couldn't be sadder. But what I didn't know is Val Kilmer took home videos of himself the whole time. The, the whole movie is made up of his own home videos. So he's in the movie. He addresses a lot of deep stuff and relationships. And you get to go back and see clips from his movies. And you forget what an amazing career this guy had. From the top secret, the fucking hilarious Zucker Brothers movie being his first movie. Too. You know, he was a fucking Batman. He's in Tombstone. He played Jim Morrison. Amazingly became Jim Morrison. Yeah. I would. Uh, what, what else would you think about the doc? I thought the it was really well The first movie I ever saw Val Kilmer in was Real Genius. Oh, that's was... another great fucking movie. That, yeah, that was early I love that career. movie. Yeah. That's a great 80s that movie. That came out when like Weird Science came out. It was Real Genius and Weird Science kind yeah. of computing. And then they were then <laughs> the Revenge of the Nerds too, and then they were in Top Gun together. The the guy who Anthony played the, Edwards, the nerd, yeah, yeah, the nerd, yeah. Um, look, this was very like depressing, but uh, inspiring, and yeah. it made me feel happy because what happened is like he was on this verge. If he's trying to like, he really thought about his career. Like his career meant everything to him. He, the way he wanted to be remembered as a good actor that did great projects and this did this and that. He didn't want to be Batman. No. He did it, and then he hated it. He quit. Yeah, he couldn't do it. He couldn't emote, and they didn't really care about like Schumacher didn't care about his acting and yeah. what he wanted to yeah. bring to the thing. So he really cared, and he was trying to bring this Mark Twain thing, which is like one of the most Herculean tasks yeah. you can do because it's like American literature. Uh, it's it may not be uh, acceptable during this possible time because yeah. there's a lot of things in, the, in his works that address what happened in America. But anyhow. He never got the chance to actually see that through, He, which is kind of like depressing. But at the same time, you could see he was taking it out and he was performing it yep, live yep, yep. and how brilliant he was and in, in, in how into it he was. Dude, he wrote, So, Anthony, he wrote this one man show of, about Mark Twain and he played. He got into makeup and disappeared and looked just like Mark Twain. And you couldn't even tell it was Val Kilmer. And there's this is the last thing he was doing when then then he goes. Then I lost my voice and my throat hurt, and I went to the oh, doctor, geez. and I was like, "Fuck!" So it's real. But his kids are in the movie. He's doing what is he doing now? He's doing like art, or did he write a book? I forgot what he's doing now. I think he's just kind of like um, he's just hanging out and he's uh, signing autographs now. Yeah, basically, he's going and, to a lot of and that's that's depressing too. The, yeah, that is kind of sad. He has to go and sign the same. Sh- you see him, and everybody wants the same shit on their thing, and they're telling him, can you sign the well, same line over and over again? Well, look, the guy, he, he's he got hit with this disease. It's ravaged his body. He looks, he's aged. Yeah. He's not that old. No. He's aged like 20 years more than he should have. Yeah. Uh, even though he still has energy to go and do this shit and show up for his fans because he loves his fans that they appreciate his work. Yeah. But at the same time, he's has to sign pictures of him when he was this gorgeous dude. Yeah, it's got to be rough. And he's man. just like, they want the old me, not who I am now. Mm. And yeah. that, that's got to be crushing. It's a you know? fantastic documentary. Highly yeah. recommend watching it just to go through this. Emotions. It, doesn't ju- it doesn't depress you. It, it, it kind of balances. Hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's hopeful. It balances out and you, you end up feeling like, okay, he's going to be okay. And like, you want to go back right. and watch all his movies. Like you do get a new appreciation of the Absolutely. Batman in Batman Forever. Batman yeah. Forever before Clooney, uh, with the uh, and you know he's getting out uh, upstaged by fucking Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. Like this, there's, there's no way for him to do anything with those guys in the movie that's gonna do. It. And he's like, I couldn't move, I couldn't turn around. The suit sucked, and uh, he was out. <laughs> he was excited when he got the role, but afterwards he did not. It's not a good experience. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I got two things. Uh, first of all, Bad Batch just ended its first season, two part oh, season I didn't, finale. I didn't finish it yet. Okay, oh, I won't I'm spoil there. it. I won't spoil it, but it's it's fucking great. This show was great overall. They, you know, the fact that they dealt with so much political empire shit and really stuff happens something happens that connects to mandalorian it's adding to this lore well, dave filoni is great at this the thing i don't like about the show is that we've had how many episodes like 12 16, 13 episodes. it's 16 total for and, season. And, and you really other than the fact that these guys are different you don't know too much th- about them they don't really have any wants or needs or th- like maybe wreckers the only one that kind of every once in a while she shows some kind of character but I mean, they like none of them like are like I want to play video games. Like some of them like like uh, popcorn. I don't know. Like yeah, they don't have any no, things, any character things. Yeah, the development of the character is just very mm, weak. Mm. But other than that, the plot driven uh, story is good. Listen, the ideas of like the the these regs, the clones having free will. What does the inhibitor chip actually do? Is it is it actually causing, or is it nature versus nurture? And then there's a whole interesting thing with the clone army. I thought it was great. The last two episodes were fucking wild, good action, and several times I'm like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this now? And of course they do. But yeah, uh, it's it's, it's it's a fun little ride. Yeah, I would, I, I I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I was happy to see that. Ah, uh, and then okay, last thing, fucking Tittens. Season oh, three. Oh shit! On HBO Max, first three episodes. Oh my fucking god! I this is what we have to do. I'm gonna issue a spoiler alert because I have to break down what the fuck happens. The big pe- beats, just so you see how ridiculous this fucking show is. Crazy. So real quick, if you're gonna watch it, don't listen to this. Spoiler alert. Okay, so we went in knowing they're doing this Jason Todd Red Hood bullshit, right? The this show moves so fast. The first episode before the opening credits, Jason Todd goes. He triangulates Joker's location with some bullshit. Bruce Wayne is in a jet in the air. He tells Jason, "Don't go after him." Jason Todd goes after him to the amusement park and gets killed by the Joker. You don't see the Joker. You see the scene they showed in the trailer. That's it. Before That's in the first episode, this, not the fr- this is before the opening credits of the first fucking episode. Oh shit! This is the very first thing before even the credits. Okay. Well, I have no idea how much Jason Todd was in season he one. He was two, in. So. He was in. You know, like a good sixty percent, whatever. You didn't. I don't think you really knew. You knew he was a hothead. Anyways, they kill him right away by the end of the first episode. Dick Grayson comes to the Wayne Manor. Bruce comes in. He finds Dick. He he throws a crowbar on the floor. He tells Dick, I went over to Arkham and I caved in the Joker's skull. He's dead. Oh, by the way, I'm out. I quit. You be a better Batman. And Bruce fucks off. This <laughs> this is how the first episode ends, right? Okay. Second episode before the credits, fucking Red Hood shows up, takes over the whole criminal empire. He said he retired the Batman. He does this thing with the table we saw in the trailer. Everybody's on his side. Now, we all know who this is. By the end of the second episode, Dick finds out that it's Jason Todd. His helmet breaks off. And he's like, Jason, he's not dead. This is just the end of the second episode. I was like, slow the fuck down, you fuckers. And then the third episode, the, the, the characters do the dumbest things. Hawk plays right into Jason Todd's plan and ends up he gets naked swims through a pool and ends up with a bomb 
implanted right in his chest that's attached to his heart. It's the silliest fucking thing, right? And so nobody learned their lesson. Dove now falls for another ploy like an idiot. And she ends up, he ends up giving her the detonator. She thinks she's shooting Jason. She ends up killing fucking Hawk. Oh, shit. At the end of the third episode, he explodes before Connor Kent can save him. Okay. In the midst of all this, they're going <laughs> to visit Scarecrow in Arkham Asylum for advice. This part's kind of funny. All Scarecrow wants is really good weed. He's like, bring me some of that sativa dominant shit. I don't want any indica. And he gives up. He's like, I'll give you an eighth of this. And he, the whole time he's talking, he's like, you got any rolling papers? He's just like a stoner for some reason. And I don't know. I just thought that was funny. It keeps and weird. demons away. It keeps the demons. So this first three episodes of this fucking show reminded me of Gotham. So much shit happened. I was like, wait, what are you going to do for the remaining fucking seven episodes? Uh, it's it's just crazy. They just use that as like to get the marketing going. That's it. They use that. They they just basically cannibalize that story yeah, just to have they a trailer. Burn through all that shit in like two episodes. Great. So <laughs> I don't know where they're gonna terrible. go. It's so bad. I don't know where it's gonna go from here. I mean, I, I watched one episode of the first season, the first episode, and I was like, this is garbage. Oh, speaking of that, this. there was a callback to the first episode. Jason Todd goes, he oh, he oh, he's cooking some kind of drug. There's like a yellow liquid that he inhales. I don't know if it's meth. Makes him all crazy. So he does a shot. He does a hit of this thing, and he opens the case to his costume, and he goes, fuck Joker. That's <laughs> the thing on. And unceremoniously gets killed. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't understand what you're doing, fucking Tiddens. I don't get it. Not good. Anyways, Apparently all- enough people watch it because it's, I mean, to make a third season means you yeah. you have some yeah. sort of audience here. I mean, Dove is still pretty hot. The girl playing Starfire is pretty hot. So it's got something. <laughs> but then they have these, they use these weird songs. Oh, no, oh, don't objectify have- those women. I'm sorry. They are. It's just, it, <laughs> what can I tell Let you? Let me do that. Yeah, yeah, that's Rug's point. They do do these weird. Th- the show doesn't know what tone it wants to be. They do these weird things where they drop in like these contemporary like CW oh, songs. Minka Kelly is cute. Minka Kelly's very good looking in the show, and she's often taking her clothes off and they're having sex or something. Wait, like, uh, and this the girl, who's the, the girl playing Starfire? What's her What's her name? I'm still looking at Minka Kelly right now. She um, is gorgeous. Starfire looks fine in this show, but they it's, it has these CW moments with this overly melodramatic shit. And oh, oh, Barbara Gordon is in the show, and the the girl playing her is not very good. Like I, she's not good. And I forgot one more thing. Jorah Mormont, Ian Glenn is completely wrong as an elder Bruce Wayne. No. <laughs> Lame. I don't buy him for a second that this guy was Batman at any point in his life. Wow. No. Minka Kelly is 41 years old. She looks great. I remember, I, I was like, I recognize that face. She was the, the hot girl at the end of 500 Days of Summer. She, yeah, she's been in a lot of those things. She was in a bunch of those things. Oh, she dated Chris Evans. Oh, she did? Yeah, oh, she was with Derek Jeter, too. Der- well, Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter, his roster is freaking amazing. <laughs> you got J-Lo, you got... Uh... No, that, he, that was A-Rod. Oh, that's A-Rod. Uh, whatever. Derek Jeter's. Derek Jeter's roster. Who comes up on that? Yeah, like nobody cares about Tiddens. No. no. We care about this. <laughs> I've already moved on. I just had yeah. to tell you how horrible the fucking show is. Derek Jeter's yeah, girlfriend. Give me some of them Derek Jeter uh, girlfriends. What you got? Wait, one second. Let me, let me, look, let me look this up. There's, they've got a list here. Okay, His pedigree. All right. So he's, he'd had Mariah Carey. Oh, wow. Okay. 
you know, back in the day. Before, Tyra Banks. Yes. before Nick Cannon. Yeah. Tyra Banks. Oh. Jordana Brewster. Oh, wow. Scarlett Johansson. Wow. Jessica Alba. Vanessa Whoa. Manillo. Oh, my God. Adriana Lima. Jessica Biel. Minka Kelly. Hannah Davis. I don't know who that is. Damn Derek Those are his Jeter. top 10. What? Is he married now? Or is he still uh, single? I don't know. Man, he's never getting married. That guy he? should never get married. Well, maybe he not. That's, a, that's an all-star lineup right there. Uh, yeah. He's had plenty others. I mean, he's... Yeah, he dates... I mean, he should make some more Derek Jeters, but like, you know, for baseball's sake. Right. Jessica Alba. shouldn't get married. Jessica Alba's married with a, with kids now. She still looks great. He's also Vita Guerrero. Oh, he dated Vita Guerrero. Nice. Good for him. We're going to have to come up with who has the all-time best roster. He's one of, of them. He's one him, of them. Cristiano Ronaldo's got a really oh, good roster. okay. Soccer. The high-end yeah. soccer guy. It's going to play well internationally. Um... Devin Booker has a pretty decent roster already. What about the other way around? There's got to be Scarjo. Scarjo. Scarjo has gone. Jennifer is, Aniston yeah. also. Aniston. Jennifer Gardner oh. also has J- gone through. J-Lo. J-Lo would be. She would have a roster. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's his name? The guy who plays Deadpool's got a great roster. Oh, too, Ryan Reynolds. Right? But he Ryan married Reynolds, Blake yeah. Lively. He, he dated Scarlett Johansson. Did Blake Lively. Got, or yeah. was with did he Blake did, Lively? He dated. Well, he married Dave Blake Lively. So. I, yes, he did marry. No, Blake but he Lively. was married to like Alanis Morissette too. Oh, wasn't really? He? Oh, really? Oh, oh Alanis used wait, to wait, go wait out with you can, Bob. You consider Alanis Morissette? Bob, uh, there, what's huh? his name? Uh, uh, Uncle uh, from Full Uncle House, Joey, Coulier, Dave Coulier. Yeah, that's apparently who the song you ought to know is about. Dave Coulier, apparently. Hmm. Nothing like ending the episode with objectifying women. Sorry about no, that. We're objectifying and men. men. And men. Right. Yeah, men. I'm saying there's both sides. Everyone. Both sides have rosters. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez's roster actually isn't that great. No. You she had she... A-Rod and, and Ben Affleck. I think she's back with Ben Affleck. But she's also dated like Mark Anthony, who's an all-time ugly looking dude. <laughs> well, she was, wasn't she married to Mark Anthony and married yeah. to A-Rod and married to... She's she also dated to... uh, P. Diddy for a little bit. Puff Daddy. She was married to A-Rod. Yeah, it goes both ways, people. They both, you can have, we're going to find. I feel like if you're in show business or whatever, those marriages never last. No. No, even the good ones. Ah, you got Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. They'll never get divorced. They're adorable together. I read, uh, I don't know how true it is, but I read that the Jennifer Aniston and, uh, and what's his face from Friends are like rekindling. What? Not David Schwimmer. Yes, yeah. what in real life? Because they I heard that be, they because they admitted yes on the on reunion air. they had a thing for each other the whole time their chemistry was real. There's rumors that they're getting back or Holy they're shit. trying it out. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. I Jennifer I don't follow Aniston this as much as I like I, she actually, was, I don't follow this at all. She's with Brad Pitt. She's with a lot of big guys. She's smoking. Yeah, still looks. She's still she still looks great. Anyways, we'll end. <laughs> With that, someone give me an impressive female ro- a, a roster for a female. Who is the most impressive? Scarjo. I'm going to tell you. I'm okay. telling you, it's got to okay. be Scarjo. It might be Scarjo. Kind of look up. And then she ends with Colin up. Jost, which is the best part. I mean, even well, Kim Kardashian has a pretty good roster. Oh, that's a good point. Don't, excluding Kanye West, he's an idiot. But, <laughs> uh, like some of her basketball players that she's dated, and football players, she's done well for herself. Mm. Yeah. So Derek Jeter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. Derek Jeter, Cristiano Ronaldo's got really good. Uh, no, I'm saying who oh. he she met. Jared Leto, she dated. Okay, who? Derek Jeter, Scarjo, oh, Scarlett Scarlett Josh Hartnett, Ryan Reynolds, oh, Sean oh. Penn. Oh, oh, Justin Timberlake. He must Whoa. have been really old. Kieran Sean Culkin, Penn. 
Kieran uh, Culkin. Oh, Culkin. <laughs> yeah. And she likes the weird funny guys. She got the Colin Jost now. She's got Man, all she's, she's got all Colin Jost. Yeah. So she she, okay, she, she may be through. the number one that yeah. That, she went through a lot. And there's more the that I don't know, like the directors and shit. Yeah. Well they're not they're not worthy. Uh all right. Sean Penn. Sean, that was, that's a that's a weird one. That's out of left field yeah, right there. Because he would have been a lot older. He's gotta be twenty years older than yeah. that. At least, yeah. I mean, he was married to Madonna in the fucking eighties, Sean Penn. Let's not forget. Was he really? Yes, like three years, eighty-five to eighty-seven. They were married. No kidding. Yeah, they were, and he was causing problems back then, getting arrested and shit on movie sets. I'm sure he was a real badass. Yeah, back oh, in he day. he got arrested in the eighties for punching a guy on set. He was on that. <laughs> he was in that Val Kilmer documentary showing his ass. Well, he was. They, but yeah, him and who was the other guy? They both moved in the camera. Uh, he dated Robin Wright too. Yeah, Sean Penn and Charlize. He married Stan. Robin Wright. I thought also. Yeah, he did. He did. And yeah. Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Damn, Sean Penn's got a good acting. Sean Penn was good after. <laughs> I just think if you're an, uh, you know, an A-list actor, you should have a, a very good, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. roster. It's gonna attract that. And you're all hanging out together. You make movies. Things yeah, yeah, happen. Yeah. A-list actor, actor. Yeah. You should be. You should be living it up. Oh, imagine looking into like a Jack Nicholson or I don't know. Anyways, we're going to get lost in the weeds. I want to finish <laughs> with a couple of things that are coming out this week. If you guys need something to watch, there is a movie on HBO Max coming out this week called Reminiscence, starring Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson. It's a sci-fi thriller about a private investigator who goes into people's memories. He goes into their minds, and it's in a kind of a world where it looks like the water levels are rising and people escape to nostalgia. They escape into their memories. They can live in their memories. So he is a detective. He's got going, the trailer looks fucking exciting. This is an HBO Max original with fucking Hugh Jackman with Wolverine. I think I will check this out. And then if anybody is still watching The Walking Dead. Oh, no. Season 11 starts this week, Sunday. Oh, my God. August 22nd. Oh, shit. Yes. It's still on. And they're still making. It's going to be like The Simpsons. Episodes. It's always going to be on. So I will watch. I guess I don't remember what was happening. And I don't know if I even care. Maybe I'll watch the first episode. And then I might hmm. be done. All right. Because I've, okay. I've still been watching. Anyways, that's it. Rugs, where can the people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. So come by and say hello. Check out the show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 395 for links to everything, how you can get in touch, how you can follow Rugboy, how to support the show. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast listener. My, My name, name is Imran. He's a nerd. He's the Chuck. We'll peep you next time. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> this is going great. I can get a roster.